0: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Look out of back on the band. 877 337 6666 is the number to call. Where are all the angry Mets fans? I thought for sure you guys would be calling up looking to rip the Mets after their performance, really, against the Nationals series or against the Nationals in that series. And then again, uh, against the Braves. I know it was a rain short night, but still, I mean, you see the difference between these two teams with the Mets and Braves, and the Braves obviously being significantly better than the Mets are. And, obviously, the Yankees are, were waiting word and concerned about the health of – Alex, you could kill that. Yeah, there you go. It's driving me nuts. Uh, the waiting a word for Judge with the you know injury with him. So, that's where the Yankees are right now. But the Yankees running out. Basically, minor league team out there with this lineup. Finally cutting Franchi Cordero. It was a nice few weeks for Franchi Cordero. Uh, and, or not even a few weeks. It was a nice few days, maybe a week or so to start the season with the Yankees. And then nothing. And you know the Yankees have too many holes in their lineup right now. Without Judge, they give Volpe a, a day of rest. You got Willie Calhoun in there. You got Freddy Cordero. You got Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks should be next. Matter of fact, they should have cut him as well. Why not uh, get rid of them both? Anyway, we're talking Knicks as the Knicks Heat get set for Game One of their series, Round Two. Coming up on Sunday, Islanders lose, so they are eliminated. Rangers try to avoid elimination. Tonight at the world's most famous, Game 6 against the Devils. Ernie is calling from Lindenhurst. What's up, Ernie?
2: Hey, Sal, I have this theory. A lot of Rangers fans bought tickets for Game 7, because the Devil fans are probably dumping them so they could watch them beat the Devils at their home ice. That's why In, a lot instead of, of Game Six tomorrow night. <laughs> What's that?
1: Yeah, instead of game six, I'm not sure I'm buying that. I mean, I like that theory, Ernie. I'm not sure I'm buying it.
2: Well, because they can't win it all, the Ranger fans. So if you're spending 400 for a ticket and you can buy a ticket for game seven because the Devils fans probably are trying to get what they can because they think they're going to win it tomorrow, you know? Yeah, I mean, but I don't not- believe that –
1: yeah, I don't believe that that's the case. I mean, I look, you'd rather be at a Game 7 than a Game 6 where the team needs you just in the event that you might see a clincher? I mean, people are nuts with that stuff. It's each, each game is a huge back, game. Like
2: Back when the Rangers won in 94, my brother had two tickets, and he said to me, uh, almost a similar situation you said, the other, somebody was talking about the other day. Well, I have these two tickets, but I can get $2,500 a ticket. And I was like, well, I'm going to be on his uh list of forgiveness forever if I take this ticket. So I told
1: him to sell it. Yeah, but that that's a huge mistake. How do you feel about that decision now? Eh,
2: I got to go to seven games during the whole playoff run, so <laughs> right but but I mean,
1: th- think about and thank you for the call Ernie. Think about the money. I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I've been buying these Knicks and Rangers tickets because I can't get enough of it. You look, I understand that it's not – obviously, the tickets are expensive. They're ridiculous. It's not affordable for everybody. However, if you can you, – I guarantee you that no matter how much money you have or how much money you've made, you've spent 400 500 bucks 500 on something a lot worse and you've wasted that money in some way, shape, or form than a postseason game for the Knicks or Rangers, specifically the Knicks in this case. Because they haven't been here. At least with the Rangers, maybe you went to a game last year. But with the Knicks, they haven't been in the second round in 10 years. And they have a realistic chance to win the second round. It's different this go-round. And if you could any way possibly swing it, instead of being like, oh, I don't know, I can't. Like, you'll, you'll live. You'll survive. It's okay to have a little bit of debt on your credit card. Go to the game. You'll have that memory forever. You'll always remember it. I get it. You're worried about this or that. It happens. But if at all possible, go to the freaking game. It's worth it. You don't have to go to every one of them, but go to one of them at least. Experience it. If you're a diehard Knicks fan, if this is your thing, if it's not your thing, you don't really care about it, then don't. But I don't like the idea of, oh, like what's a good price? Let's say if it were 200 bucks, would you go? Well, yeah, for $200, i would go. So what's another $200? What's another $250? Suck it up, put it on the charge card, go, and worry about it later. Live now, damn it. Live in the now. In the grand scheme of things, is $500 really that big of a deal? In the grand scheme of life, is $500 really that big of a deal? No. It's insignificant. But in the grand scheme of life, if you love the Knicks or Rangers or whatever team it is that you root for with these two teams, it happens to be relevant now and also happens to be ridiculously expensive, which is why we bring it up. But you will one day look back and say, oh, remember we went to the, Or you took your kid to the playoff game. Or my nephew, you know, take him to the game tonight. Hey, remember Uncle Sal? The Rangers came back and won that game six. I wish I had somebody do that to me back in 1994. I wish I was in New Jersey for that game six. Or at the Garden for game seven. Or in the Stanley Cup finals. I wish I had somebody do that for me. I didn't. We were not talking thousands of dollars. Not yet, anyway talking hundreds of dollars if you can swing it do it anyway so we get set for the Rangers tonight at the Garden game six taking on the Devils Knicks and Heat as we mentioned before game one in what should be just a nasty series and reading Vax's article as I brought up before getting the feels of that uh, actually, Zach Brazilier of the Post, too, had it. I don't know if it was yesterday or the other day. Uh, the history of the Knicks-Heat rivalry going over you know all the fights that they had and the suspensions and the results of each series for all those years that they faced each other. Reliving the P.J. Brown, Charlie Ward, Alonzo Mourning, uh, Larry Johnson, Jeff Van Gundy, Patrick Ewing, Pat Riley, all of it. And the thing that I love... Allen Houston, Game 5, we talked about that last night in one of the most intense series I've watched in my entire life. It really is something for you, for those of you that are younger, that didn't get a chance to experience that, I do feel bad for you. And I wish you can feel what we felt who went through that back then. It was a totally different animal. But maybe you get some of that this year when you still have a disciple of Pat Riley on one side with Spolstra, a disciple of Van Gundy, who was a disciple of Riley on the other side with Tibbs, all all the, and I know that Josh Hart could say, well, that was those old guys' wars and this is our new battle or whatever you want to say. Yes. But still, we are the fans. We have the same, we're the same fans for, for years. So those of us who go back to that, we still think Knicks Heat, we think of those days. Now, last week prior to the series, I had my friend Doug Safchak on, who was a producer over at SNY, longtime producer at NBC, and a big, big diehard Rangers fan, season tickets, everything else, was there for every game in 1994, uh, and he's down in the dumps. Doug, uh, how are you doing on this now Saturday morning ahead of this all-important Game 6 tonight? How are we feeling from a Rangers fan perspective?
3: Hey, Sal, um, first off, when you say Nick's Heat, right, don't, don't you think of the, the old NBA on NBC theme
1: song? 100%. Uh, it's all I think yeah. about. Yeah. I love, that's a great, the greatest song ever. The, the greatest song ever created. Maybe we'll play that at some point tonight. But that is, yes, of course, Nick's Heat. You know, the Allen Houston game was on NBC, if I'm not mistaken, playing that yeah, music yeah. during the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. For sure. so,
3: so to answer your question, Sal, so um, – I, I want to say this, and I, I give you credit. So, we, we, you know, we miss you over at S and Y doing the Honda Sports Night show, right? But tonight, you're you're doing a public service here for Ranger fans. You're you're bringing us together. You're you're uniting us, Sal, right? And tomorrow night, it's going to hopefully be you, me, your nephew, my son, and eighteen thousand. Diehard Rangers fans who are there with, with one purpose, right? And that's to try to get this series to Monday.
1: You give me goosebumps, Doug. Get this thing to Monday night. That is our <laughs> mission.
3: Just get to Monday. Hey, my 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 youngest son has never seen a losing handshake line in person in his life. And damn it, I don't want that to happen Saturday <laughs> night.
1: Me neither, (laughs) (laughs) and you—you don't want to put your nephew through that. No, I'm trying to think. Last year, did the Rangers lose in Tampa, or was that on home ice?
3: Game six was in Tampa. Right.
1: Okay. So he didn't (laughs) see that. We
3: we had home ice last year in that series. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. So, listen, I—I just don't want to see any handshakes, and you know what? Tomorrow night. I'm hoping that you and me can meet up before the game. And you know what? I'm not going to shake your hand. There's just no no handshakes. No (laughs) handshakes. I am going
1: to. No, we have to meet up for good luck. But it is important. And you're right, damn it. I am doing a PSA right now a PSA from SAL. The Ranger fans (laughs) need to unite. Dougie, this is when they need us. I know where I look. I ripped them last night to shreds. I was as disappointed as anybody else. You know how I know how you felt. We're all disappointed in them. They need us at the world's most famous tonight to support them. God. And let's not go out like this on home ice to that team.
3: No, no way. We we listen, Ranger fans. We we got to show up. We got to be loud, and we got to just try to pull. Listen, we know. We know it can't get any worse, right? Could it be any worse than games, you know, <laughs> four and five? No. I don't think it no. can be. So let's let's just let's bring the noise and bring the passion. And when when the garden cues, Baba O'Reilly, and the lights go out, I mean, let's give the team what they need. And this is what makes us Rangers fans. You know, this is what has separated us and made us different for decades upon decades you know and i i know what you're talking about with the secondary market and it 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 angers me and I, god i i hope ranger fans are there tomorrow night or tonight whatever pardon me saturday night um just to just to to bring the noise and help this team out you know that that's all we I can don't... do right
1: I don't it's, – it's all we could do, Doug, and I know there's no bigger Ranger fan than you. I look forward to seeing you and your son there before the game. I think it'll be good luck for our boys in blue. So we appreciate you taking the time to give us a call. Doug Safchick, of course, event-wise. I said we had him on doing a lot of um, Ranger stuff last uh, – before the series. Uh, he's, he's talking Rangers history. Doug knows it all. I love talking to him in the SNY newsroom because we reminisce about the good old days that I watched as a fan from afar and that he experienced in person at these games or even just as a producer at NBC. So he's a wealth of information. I'd definitely get him on again and talk Rangers anytime we could do that. But it is important that Ranger fans... This is when the team needs you the most. I remember one time in the... the Yeah, it was the year the Knicks lost. I want to say it was the finger roll. Ewing finger roll. Knicks lose. They're eliminated. The next day, I wore to school. I wore basically my Knicks outfit. My Knicks shorts and my Starks jersey. Like I was going to go play. And one of my friends was like, dude, how could you wear that? They just lost. And I was like, I know. They need me. This is when they need me to support them. They lost. You know what? I'm still proud of them. I still love them. And it took 20 years of ineptitude for them to kick that love out of me. But now it's back. But with the Rangers, this is when they need you. To see those ticket prices dropping, potentially Rangers fans bailing and getting Devils fans in the building, that's discouraging and disheartening to me. The series is not over. I know they look bad. I know it's not looking good. It looks bleak for them right now. Devils are on fire. It can change like that. Can you hear them snapping my finger? It could change like that. One game. And it's at home. Tie this thing up 3 3. Put the pressure back on them. Tonight, we unite, Ranger fans. Boomer, Morash, Dougie, and me. All of us, 18,000 plus, we unite. You want to celebrate the Islanders being out of it? That wouldn't hurt either. We come together tonight, and we send this thing back to New Jersey Monday night. Ed is calling from Middletown, New Jersey. Ed?
4: Hey, Sal. What's going on? Nothing, Ed. How are you? Good. So, Sal, I called in last week. I was the one that said that we'd been hurt before. I don't know if you remember, like, my son uh, just got into the Rangers Last year we've been watching them together and everything and you were telling me they were gonna win it and I said we've been hurt before and I I don't know. I was telling my friends, like five one is a mirage. Like I know we're good, but are we this good? And well, so let me let me stop what I'm saying right there and say, Listen, the Ranger fan is gonna show up. Let's let I know what you guys are saying, the prices are going down. The gar- the Ranger fans were Showing up all the time, they're gonna show up, so I'm not worried about that. But I am worried this looks like the Tampa series game for game, Sal. So I need you to. You were telling me we we're gonna win last year, last week. I need you to walk me back from the, the, the thought that this is Tampa because I was talking to another Ranger fan and he was like, No, this is not Tampa, this is 94 all over again. So, Sally, right. I need you to walk me
1: back here a little bit. I like it. I like it, Ed. Well, first of all, it is not Tampa. The Devils do not have that pedigree, and thank you for the call, Ed. The Devils do not have that pedigree. So, forget about it. It's not Tampa like it was last year. Plus, the Rangers were just out of gas last year at that point. Up 2-0, going on the road, and they then lose four straight. Now, it was a tough ending, but it was a great run. This year is a lot different. Right now, this team, this very, very talented team, this team that dominated – The first two games of this series now has zero confidence. The power play is awful. The offense can't get going five on five. They're getting outworked. They're getting out hustled. They're not doing the little things that you need to do to win hockey games. The devils have all the confidence. The devils have all the momentum. It looks bleak. However, one bounce of the puck one puck that finds the back of the freaking net against this brick wall that has been Schmidt here since making the change. Lindy Ruff, I mean, Rangers can't score on this guy. Get one by him, and it changes everything. The building will explode. The confidence is there. And anything could happen in a game seven. Now, one, one game at a time. But they have to protect home ice. The Rangers cannot go out like this. If they lose in a game seven, it's still bad. Even winning in a Game 7, I'd be like, geez, it shouldn't have taken you it taken you Game 7. Come on, guys. But if they lose in Game 7 at this point, you'd be like, all right, you know what? Tip your cap. Devil's just better. Rangers need to go back to the drawing board. You Cannot lose, though, at home in Game 6. I do not believe this will be the same result as we saw with Tampa. Different situation. And I do not believe the Rangers are going out like the Islanders won out. For more on that, Eric and Ron Konkama.
5: Oh, Sal, that hurts. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, look, I mean, I'm going to keep the short because my allergies are absolutely killing me. So, um, But you know what? Yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed. I mean, I, I knew it was a long shot anyway to begin with, but, I mean, it just, you know, and, and with them scoring first as well yesterday, you know, last night, I mean, it, it, which is what they needed, but they just, you know, I, I don't know if it was the change in goalie for, uh, Car- uh, for Carolina, you know, uh, yeah, you know he stood on his head and everything, but I mean they they just did overall. You know what the, the problem all season, or for the most part of the season was scoring. Uh, you know that showed up again yesterday, uh, and they, they need to make some changes. You know at this point, uh, you know there's, it, it, it was good to see him in the playoffs. That's all I could say. But it, it's it's disappointing, especially the lose. I mean they lost two out of three on on their home ice. I mean that that's that's tough. So you can't, you can't yeah, but don't you like don't that. you just and, think and, and, and,
1: you know. don't you think Carolina's just better? I mean I I hate to say that, but they oh, just flat out better. Sure. I mean there's yeah. a reason yeah, there's a reason why they were where they were. You know, uh
5: I mean, you know, Carolina Devils and Rangers are all within a few points of each other. So they I, I consider them all within the same, you know, uh group right there. So uh, and the
1: Islanders, the yeah. Islanders a step below, but because of Sorokin, yeah. they had a fighting chance. But we knew right. this year wasn't going to be their year. They were lucky to make the playoffs. They got in. I think yeah. they had a great win in Game 5 to give you another home game, unfortunately. Right. you know, the, the, Look, that's how these playoff games go. Bounce of a puck, yeah. a bad break, a bad yeah. play, uh, and Sorokin lets us off the end to, to lose. You hate to lose like that, but yeah, it well, happens. Distinct, that's hockey. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. i tell you what. One thing that's looking real interesting, the, the Boston Florida series now game 7 so i mean yeah, that, i cannot that believe the that go lot. go yeah. figure
1: i mean go yeah. figure i told you before this thing started one of the reasons why i was picking the rangers then everybody's like oh how could you pick the rangers in a uh conference where they have to beat the bruins because we've usually uh, we we've maybe not every time but a lot of times we've seen um the president's trophy winner Not have success in the postseason. Now, I don't think the the Bruins are going to get eliminated in the first round here. But I mean, the fact that they're even going to seven games, nobody thought that that would be the case against Florida. Come on. Yeah, especially that kind
5: of output uh, last night, seven to five. I mean, that was uh, uh, that that, that's certainly something to keep an eye on now for Sunday. So. uh, Doesn't it go to show you too,
1: Eric? Like (laughs) like people worried tonight about the Rangers. Oh, well, the Devils are on fire. It looks like they're going to win four straight. Yeah, but anything changes on any given night, especially right. in the Stanley cup playoffs. Right.
5: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and I've seen enough hockey to know that. Yeah. I mean, you know, str- stranger things have happened. certainly. So, I mean, look, I, you know, I'll, I'll wish you luck tomorrow. You know, I know you're going with your nephew and everything, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I can't come right out and say, you know, I uh, hope the Rangers go all the way. Cause, no, uh, I get I'm it. An I get an it. Al- I'm an Islander fan. I can't do that.
1: Uh, I get but, it. Uh, you've been, you've yeah. right, exactly. It's like me. I'm a Ranger fan. I can never go to an Islander game and wear an Islander jersey. I mean, who <laughs> could do that? But no, I get it. You've been nice enough, and thank you for the call, Eric. And I'm sorry about your Islanders. I truly am. I, I do feel badly for the Islander fans. And look, every team I root for always gets eliminated before winning the championship. So I can empathize, obviously. I get it. I just hope it doesn't happen to the Rangers tonight. If not for me, for my nephew, like Eric said. I mean, I've experienced plenty of loss in my life. I've endured the pain of being a sports fan. My nephew, while he saw the Rangers, his Rangers get eliminated last year, it was on the road, as Doug reminded us, in Tampa. But if we go to the game tonight and they lose on home ice to the Devils, that's going to be a new experience for him. One that'll toughen him up, no doubt, but one that I really don't want him to experience just yet.
6: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
6: You have 47 new voicemails.
7: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The
1: fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at
0: 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
1: Salicata back on the fan goal at 2 a.m. Alex, is it uh, C-Mac? I believe at 2 a.m., right? Usually it's C-Mac. Okay, C-Mac, Chris McMonagall will be here at 2 a.m. to take you through the overnight. Islanders lose last night, so their season comes to an abrupt end as uh, an overtime loss on a soft goal that Sorokin allowed in front of the UBS faithful. Decent season for the Islanders, better than last year, of course, getting into the postseason Uh, but they got work to do to get back to where they were just a couple years ago. Rangers tonight taking on the Devils in what could be the final game for the Rangers in this season. Hopefully not, and if they win, there'll be a Game 7 Monday night at The Rock. Rangers looking to turn this series back in their favor the way that it was after the first two games. Knicks, Heat, Sunday, 1 o'clock. Garden, again, is going to be lit, man. I live for this. You have to understand, when we talk about this with with the tickets and all that stuff and going to these games, For years, many, many, many years over the last 20 years, even if you wanted to go to a Knicks playoff game, you couldn't. Even if you had all the money in the world, you couldn't go. Now it's possible that you could go. I know it's expensive, but you can go. And a second round to boot against Miami, are you kidding me? This is unbelievable. Last weekend, I was lucky enough to be at, uh, I went to game one. Uh, Excuse me, game one, what am I talking about? I went to game four. Knicks and Cavs. And then I went to game four, Rangers and Devils. So I went Sunday and Monday. And then I'm going to have a chance to do it again. This weekend, going Saturday and Sunday to game uh, six and then game one again. But the Garden is what it's all about right now with the Knicks and Rangers both being in the postseason. Obviously, the Knicks are going to be the huge story here in the second round. If the Rangers could find themselves there, then they'll join them. But who would have thought that the Knicks would go potentially further than the Rangers and that their season would last longer? And yet, here we are. Anthony is calling from Michigan. What's up, Anthony? Hey, Sal.
8: Love the show. First time calling in. Really been getting Thanks. into it the last uh, month. Um, I'm a Devils fan, so I understand that I look at things through uh, sort of that prism. But even still, I can't help but look back over this past week or so and notice the difference in the two teams' mindsets when each has had the lead in this series. It it became very clear to me after Game 3 where nearly all Rangers fans and the media and the coach expressed sort of a similar swagger bordering almost on cockiness after Mm -hmm. after losing Game 3. Look, there's no doubt that the Rangers earned that right through three games. They earned it. Okay. But I was stunned that they were actually verbalizing it. Why Why verbalize it? Then after game four, we had the fans and the media continuing a similar mantra. But Gallant, the, the, the coach did not. I thought he was sort of fighting an uphill battle, though, because most of what you'd hear on the post-game on air, here, or other places, were things like, oh, smidge, uh, juicy rebounds. I mean, there were still... Much, uh, poking, poking at the Devils. Now, now contrast that to Lindy. Well, Ruff, but, but, but this is, but, but Anthony,
1: up. no, no, hold on. But this is subjective, because I don't know who you're listening to. I can't speak for where else you're listening to. I can only speak for me, and I'll tell you that after the first two games, I thought this series was going to be a sweep and no more than five games. However, after game four is when I realized, not just because it was 2-2, because game three could have gone either way, and you tip your cap to the Devils, they win a tight game. Game four, the Rangers were flat-out awful. So that, to me, is where I started to doubt this team. Then, of course, game five, Devils played their most complete game, the, the most dominant game of the series, but after Game Four is when sure. I started to lose faith in the Rangers.
8: Sure, and, and, and uh, you know the coach. I, I don't know if I would have used exactly the words
1: that Glant used post game game
8: uh, Game Four,
3: but he was he destroyed to them. You then.
8: But 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 you know, MSG post game, those guys were hedging so much. I just you know, contrast that now to the Devils' attitude, though. I mean, all I'm hearing is that the Devils have achieved nothing, and that's correct. We've achieved nothing without the fourth win. These three wins mean nothing. We all know that it's – We all know. Unless it's 3-0 in any NHL series, the momentum belongs to whoever won the last game. And the Rangers are fully capable, fully capable of taking these last two. I think the devil's mindset is where it needs to be. It's sort of humble, very workmanlike. We've achieved nothing yet. Zero.
1: I think, though, don't don't you think the Rangers now... Forget the media and the fans. The Rangers themselves by all accounts, have zero confidence. They've lost yeah. whatever swagger that you felt like they've had. They've lost any. They have no com- Maybe outside of Shesterkin, I don't know if they're confident at all.
8: That's true, but I fully agree with you nonetheless. All it takes is a bounce, a bounce right. or two. You've you got to win a period. One period is its own little world. You, you put two good periods together. Maybe that's enough to carry it through. you through. And if you win that game tomorrow night, it's, the confidence is back. It's back, and it's anybody's series all over again it can correct that. you're 100 percent right it can turn on a dime and and what i, what I like about the devils right now is that they're, they're at least have that self-awareness okay right that
1: and you the- think maybe the rangers lack it and i could understand that anthony and thank you for the call and good luck to your devils i mean obviously i'm rooting for you to feel pain but good luck anyway because you know i'm respectful but you can feel when you watch the Rangers play, they're playing tight at home in game three. And in game four, they were just awful, flat-out awful. They're feeling the pressure. Maybe they're feeling the pressure because of the expectations. Devils now, after the first two games, once the Devils scored that overtime winner in game three, it was an exhale, collective exhale. Hey, boys, we got this. We belong. We can do this. Now it's 2-1. Now we're back in this. Let's go steal game four and the Rangers played like, hey, you know what, we'll, we'll, it's all right, we lost game three, we'll get game four. And they came out flat, flatter than – that was one of the worst postseason efforts I've ever seen, on home ice in particular. And they got beat. And then they got steamrolled in game five. But, yes, if the Rangers somehow put it all together at home tonight in game six, and I don't care if it's a one-goal game, overtime, if the Rangers find a way to get that puck in the net and win – Anything could happen in Game 7. They have confidence the Rangers do that they could win in that building because they did so in the first two games. Devils will be feeling a little bit more pressure. It's an elimination game for both sides, so things will be equal. But obviously the Rangers have work to do. And I think you're right. The Devils do deserve a ton of credit. That stems from their head coach, Lindy Ruff, who's an excellent head coach. His decision-making, the grinders that they have, the team that they had that showed great resiliency here, being down uh, 0-2 the way that they were. Devils deserve a ton of credit. Miriam is calling from Forest Hills. What's up, Miriam? How you doing, Sal? Good, Miriam, how are you?
6: I could be a little better, but you know what? Islanders just had bad minutes. They had a great, you know, fifty or so minutes, and they had in the third period one chance that didn't go in. Nelson had a wraparound that didn't go, and Stephanie's did. And that's all there is to it.
1: You know, and, and it happens, is- you know, that's that's the way the, the puck bounces yeah, sometimes, that's Miriam. Right. I mean, it was a nice, uh, I, I hate to say, because it was a disappointing season. I think overall, it's nice that they made the playoffs. The honor. I was think nice they had, had three home games.
6: They had better chances, but okay, you know what? Now we wait till next year. People will be back. Oliver Wallstrom will be back. He didn't play at all. He was hurt. And, you know, Ilya Sorokin got us where he's supposed to. He is the best. And I'm proud of him. I really am. They had a season that nobody expected them to have, and they did. And you know what? If the Rangers want to win, they better get to Akira Smith early. Akira Schmidt is the third goalie for the Devils. He's not Mackenzie Blackwood, and he's not Vitek Banachek. He's confident now, and he has, you know, a whole lot of confidence in himself. And if you guys don't get to him, the Devils will play Carolina in the next round.
1: Yeah, and guess what? Then to me hockey season is over. I will not watch one second of that series with the Devils and the Canes. I just don't care. Obviously, my attention is going to be focused on the Knicks and baseball, if that is the case. But yeah, I mean, look, uh, the, the you give Schmidt credit. First of all, I give Lindy Ruff credit, and then I give yes, Schmidt credit do. for doing his thing. But he has given up a ton of rebounds. Rangers has not capitalized on it. And now, as every game goes on and he gains more and more confidence, shutting the Rangers down, and then they it starts to get in their heads that they can't score on this guy, that's obviously in in favor of the devils all the rangers need to do is get an early one on them especially tonight at home and then maybe that changes everything
6: one more thing to tell you carolina presses you all over the ice if they can't deal with that you know what Carolina's going to win that series too
1: yeah see well here's why i care a little bit less and thank you for the call miriam sorry about your islanders here's why i care a little bit less about the second round now Because I don't think either of these teams, I shouldn't say that. I don't think the Rangers are beating Carolina in the second round. The Islanders are out, so we lose intrigue there. If the Devils win, I do think the Devils could beat the Canes. I'm not going to watch the games necessarily, but I'll pay attention to what happens as far as the results go. The Rangers, if they make it, I'll watch, of course, but I don't think that they're beating Carolina. I think the Rangers season ended in game four. Now, when it officially ends, who knows. But I think once, to me, once I saw them perform like that in Game 4, I felt like they were toast. John is calling from Orange County, New York. What's up, John? Sal, how
9: you doing? How are you, John? I'm good, Sal. You're very entertaining. You're very funny. I love it. Thank you. All right. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Concerning the, uh, like the charge card, you know, putting the tickets and go to the game on the charge card, when the Yankees were in the series in '09, I came home from work. My wife said, "Guess what I got? Two, t- uh, four tickets to Game 4. That I cost me a couple of grand, but in
1: hindsight, I'm glad I went. See, looking back all these years later, John, are you worried about the two grand at the time? It's like, what the hell? Two grand? Are you crazy? Or do you look back and say, "Oh my God, I experienced that. How great was that?" No, at the time, I was upset
9: about the money, but I was so happy because I, you know, it was her, myself, the, the two kids. My son was 10, and my father took me to see Yankees-Dodgers. I uh, Game two in 77 when I was nine, so the memories
1: were just great. Right. It's priceless. By the way, your wipers are doing some work, huh? What's it, pouring? Pouring rain out? Say
9: it again. No, no. I went to work. I came over at work. She said, guess what I got? You no, know, no, no. That I got.
1: Before. No, that I got. I'm saying your wipers are doing some work right now, huh? It's pouring. Oh, I can hear your wipers. I'm sorry, man. I'll- no, 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 you're good. You're, no, don't, no, do not shut them down. No, no, please. Don't don't drive uh, unsafely due to me. I'm just saying I could hear them going back oh, okay. and forth. They're, they're doing some work in this rain. But anyway, yeah, it's about the memories. It's not about the two grand. You'll make the money back. It's about those, you'll never get those memories back, that that opportunity to go to these games and make those memories. No, you're
9: 100% right. And just, you know, look, I know we're living it now, but that was the like night that Pedro pitched. And when they took him out, everybody was was uh, chanting his name, giving him a standing ovation. It was great, man. It was just really great. I mean, they were just oh my god. Anyway,
1: you'll you'll remember. And John, thank you for the call and for the kind words. Drive safely out there. I mean, come on, you could all hear the wipers. At first, I'm like, what the hell is that noise? Where is it? And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. It's pouring rain out. Wipers are doing work. But that's fine with me. I'd rather you be able to you know see where you're going. Who cares about this little radio show here and the audio quality? But that's John just nailed it. It's about the memories. Now he can look back and say, "Oh my God, I was at that game. They were getting you know, Pedro came out of the game. Like that's what we as sports fans want." And I believe me, I'm not speaking from a place of like, "Oh yeah, well I just have endless uh, you know an endless pit of money." No, it hurts. I mean if you spend 400 bucks or 500 bucks on a ticket, that prevents you from spending 500 bucks on something else. Guess what, honey? PB&J this week. Hey. Do what you got to do. Put it this way. I could how many how many times over the last 10 years, let's just simplify. How many times over the last 10 years have you spent 500 bucks? Whether it be in one setting or just over the course of a month or a few months or whatever, think of how much five hundred bucks has meant over the last ten years. Nothing, right, in the grand scheme of things, ten years, five hundred bucks. So if you can spend that, and I'm using that as a rough example, you could probably get in a little bit cheaper than that. But if you use that as a rough example, five hundred bucks to get into the garden, whether it's game one or game two, whatever, you're going to have that experience, even if they lose the game, which there are no guarantees they're gonna win. It might be miserable Sunday. Maybe they lose. Might be miserable tonight for me and my nephew. Spent a lot of money to take him to this game. We'll never forget it though. The experience going there, watching it, and then in years from now referencing, oh yeah, remember back in 2023, game six at home, yeah, it was awful. Or, or hey, remember back in twenty twenty three, game six at home, they win that when they get to game seven, they win that, and then they went on the cup run. Or, same thing with the Knicks. Like, this is as sports, and this is life, too. You want to experience things, you want to have moments and memories. And it's not like this opportunity is there every year. It'd be a different story if it were. I think we take it for granted with the Yankees because they're always in the playoffs now. But back in 1996, it was special because it was, you know, They were back into being in the postseason and the World Series. You think anybody who was fortunate enough to have tickets for that Game 6, 1996, regret spending whatever they spent for it, they'd pay double. Same thing with 94. I'd pay anything right now to go back in time and go to Game 7 of either of those series, Eastern Conference Finals or the Cup Finals. And I was alive. I just didn't have anybody that could take him. I was only 14 years old. What am I going to do? I wish I was able to go to that. Point is, when they are the Knicks and Rangers in the postseason at the same time and moving on through these postseason rounds, it's special if you have the opportunity to go even just one. You don't have to go to them all. Just one. It's well worth it. As opposed to what? Well, I really shouldn't be spending that money. For what? You're going to spend it on something useless anyway. Let your, you know what? Let the let the rain water your lawn. Push that lawn guy coming push the lawn guy back or whatever it is the gas for your mower or the mower itself. Push all that stuff back. It'll wait. Go out there pick the grass by hand if you have to. I'm getting it this game. I don't care what it takes. 877-337-6666. Your calls on whatever it is you want to discuss. Mets with an embarrassing performance yet again. Even in a range-shortened five-inning game, the difference was on full display. The contrast between where the Mets are at, maybe not contrast, the disparity between the Mets and Braves was on full display last night in those five innings at City Field. The Yankees play a horrible baseball game. Defensively, it was an embarrassment. Frenchie Cordero paid for it as he is no longer with the team. They released him um, or DFA'd him, whatever the proper term is. And we still await word on one Aaron Judge. And if Aaron Judge is going to miss any amount of time, I don't care if it's just three weeks, which you might even sign for that right now. Yeah, look, hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully it's just a few days and he'll be back. But if he has to miss significant, uh, a significant amount of time, the Yanks are going to be in some trouble here. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Ah! Salacotta back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Surprised we haven't had many baseball calls tonight. Come on. I thought for sure this would be a baseball night. Although, i got to be honest with you, I'm excited about talking about the postseason stuff with the Rangers and the Knicks. And I know with the Knicks, it'll be more. Now, this is Friday for me, so I won't be back until Monday night. Uh, which could be potentially following game seven. So geez, I mean there could be a lot to react to there. Knicks game one, Rangers game six, potentially Rangers game seven, and obviously all the baseball for the weekend as well. But last night was a rough night for New York baseball. Teddy and Yonkers has some thoughts on that. What's up, Teddy? Hey,
10: Sal, I love your passion. You're a great person and uh you're very intelligent. My first time calling you and I had to listen talk to you. Sal, well, I'm thank you, Teddy. Years you, old. you
1: also you also sound like a great person and very intelligent.
10: Well, I'm a retired math teacher. I do. I have something upstairs, I think. Uh, you know, being a math major was uh, hell on wheels. But I don't want to get into that. So, the Yankees, the Mets, the Rangers, the Rangers, it's a disgrace. The way they played the first two games, maybe, and I'm not a sports psychologist or a sports psychiatrist, but somebody... From the Rangers organization, should go to the uh, a psychologist or a psychiatrist and find out how do you change, how do you transform yourself from the after the first two games to the way they played in these next three
1: games. I mean, well, let's just do it. Let's interview. just I don't well, let's do the well here. Let me just help you, Teddy. Let, let's do the the math, if you will. Game three was not that bad. Right. They played a decent they played a decent game in game three. They lost. It happened. You lose in overtime, balance of a puck here or there, whatever. And the Devils get the win. Now the Devils have the confidence. And the pressure becomes squarely on the Rangers because if they lose game four, now they have blown. A golden opportunity. Now they have blown a 2-0 lead and they didn't get a, a game in their building. They didn't get a win in their building. And they come out in game four and had an unacceptable performance. Then, once you have that happen and the series is 2-2, now you're right. Now they're mentally shot. They are no, they have no confidence. They can't believe how they blew this series and how it's back to a tie series. And then they get run out of the building in game five. So it's really been two bad games. And that's why I say people got to relax just a little bit. I get that logically based on what we've seen. It does not look good. But it's only been two bad games out of five that they've played. And they are only trailing in the series by one game. And they have a home game tonight to even it up. But,
10: but, but Sal, that, when you say they're trailing by one game, you're making what? Not intentionally, of course. You're making light of the situation as if it's very easy to win this game. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Do they win tonight? Yes or no? Hell yeah!
1: That's like... Do you remember the Hulk Hogan thing many years ago where it was Ted DiBiase was trying to buy the WWF Championship from Hulk Hogan? And then Hogan... Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. But Hogan was doing an interview with me and Gene. All right, Hulkster. Everybody wants to know, what is your answer to buy the, uh, to have Ted DiBiase buy the WWF championship? Couldn't you be bought? And I'm paraphrasing, of course. And Hogan thinks about it. He makes it look like um, he, he might be saying yes. Uh, I'm just Googling right now. Hogan turns down DiBiase. And he looks into the camera. And goes, hell no! Um, I believe that's what how it went down in, let's say, 1988, give or take. So yes, hell yes, I do believe. Th- I almost said I do believe Hulk Hogan's going to win. I mean, I believe that too because he always won. I love the Hulkster. I do believe the Rangers are going to win game six. Now, I must admit that I'm not 100% sure. Sometimes I I don't know that it's a, a fan part of me that's saying that. It's hard to separate at times. And this is one of those times where it's difficult. Because I really thought, with a clear head, no fandom, that the Rangers had a chance to win the Stanley Cup this year. I really thought that that was the case coming in. I really thought they were going to win the series. I mean, I bet them. I went to Superbook Sports. I bet them to win the series. I bet him in game one, bet him for the series, bet him to win the Stanley Cup, all before the postseason. And I felt great about that after two games. After game four, I was like, uh-oh. So I don't know if I'm trying to will the team that I'm rooting for, and because I'm going with my nephew tonight, if I'm trying to will them to win, or if I truly believe it. But if I just step back out of the fandom for a second, and think about it, I don't see the Rangers, I mean, anything could happen happened here, I don't see the Rangers losing a third straight game on home ice. Not this team. They're too good for that. They may lose a game seven. I can't see them going out like that. I just can't see it. Gary, Gary, do you see it?
10: I definitely see it, Sal. I am confident only because, like you, I believe in odds and the odds of this team losing again at home. Last year they were eight and two at the Garden. One game they lost was a triple overtime game to the Penguins, and the other game they lost. If Ryan Strome puts the puck in the net off a clear deflection or a clear cross ice pass, we could have been ten and zero. So you can't go from ten and zero to now get you know shut down at the Garden in a game where I don't think the Devils are that much better than us. In fact. They got this goaltender in their head. They need to just shoot pucks at the net the same way the game-winner tonight was just shot towards the net, the same way Stefan Mato's goal. He just wrapped it in front of the net. That's what they got to do. One of these pucks got to get in, and I think if they win tonight, they will win the series only because they have experience in, in, in game sevens and in being behind where the Devils don't, and I think the pressure goes on that. What is yeah. your nephew's record, Sal? Uh, what's your nephew's record at the Garden?
1: Ooh, good question. I don't know. Too many games uh, that, to recall. He didn't
10: lose in the playoffs last year, right? I think I uh,
1: stuff
10: like that, too.
1: Nah, he we lost, I think he lost, the only game that he, uh, geez, was it two games? He was definitely at the first overtime game, the triple overtime against the Penguins, game one. And then I think the only other loss would have been game five against Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. He was at the game they wow. won against Carolina, which I wasn't at. He was at the other Pittsburgh game. Um, so I don't know, I mean, pretty good overall. Um, but nah, it, it, he did experience a loss last year. At least one. All
10: right. Well, let's hope he's the good luck charm, and if he is, you got to save more
1: money and take him to all the games if they get by that. And and if he's not, to hell with him! I'll find another nephew. I can't be bringing (laughs) bad luck into the garden. Uh, geez. Hey. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding.
10: As as far as the Mets out, I am so disappointed in the entire roster. The pitching staff is pathetic. Uh, you know, I look at a guy like Peterson, a lefty, and then I think about a guy like Al Leiter, who is tough as nails. This guy, to me, is gutless. He doesn't have what it takes to get through tough spots. The bullpen is is bad without Diaz. The DH, the worst two players, righty, lefty, in baseball as far as the DH. Even the lineup, this is the worst team that money could buy. It's worse than when they had Saberhagen, if you remember. Oh, no, no,
1: come on, Gary. No, no, they'll no, be no, not fine. Not worse. I don't... Not
10: worse. Almost is worse.
1: Yeah, that one was way worse to me. This team is still going to make the playoffs. I mean, that team was absolutely dreadful, Gary. And thank you for the call. Let's go, Rangers. Um, good luck. Uh, maybe I'll run into Gary at the Garden tonight. Let's unite all Ranger fans, come together. The it's not that bad with the Mets. It's just not World Series good. It's not division-winning good. And for the highest payroll in baseball, by a lot, it should be better. But it's not. I mean, that's just the reality. This is not to rip on the Mets or knock the Mets. They're just not that good. They're good. They're good enough to make the postseason. They're good in comparison to years past, maybe not last year, but the years before that, they're not good enough to live up to the expectations of the highest payroll in baseball. They're not good enough to live up to the expectations of winning a World Series, at least not right now as we sit here on this April 29th. They're not that good yet. We got Marco Belletti in the house, Marco. What up, Sal? So I I don't know if you heard me before, I was talking about Hulk Hogan and when he turned down Ted DiBiase. This is from 1987. Do you have any recollection of what I'm talking about?
11: Uh, vaguely turned him down. Kind of. Yeah.
1: Okay. So now I thought it was me and Gene. I was wrong. It was Sean Mooney. We're going to pick this uh, pick this interview up here. I'm going to see if I play it from my phone. But basically the, the gist of it was Ted DiBiase had just come into the WWF. He was looking to buy his way to the WWF mm-hmm. championship. He was buying everybody out. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to buy the title from Hulk Hogan. Hogan was going to answer in this interview with Sean Mooney. Here we go.
4: accepting the offer from the multi-million dollar man would change my life around completely thinking about that thinking about all the little hulksters thinking about all the money we could have how easy it would be
1: don't do it hulk <laughs> on behalf don't do it hulk
4: little hulksters and myself i'm gonna have to tell the million dollar man
11: <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that Marco? I, I do. Now that you can play it, yeah. And then I, it, wasn't it not long after that? Then he bought Andre the Giant, and then the Giant beat him with the yes! two referees, and then he yes! delivered the belt to Hoke, to DiBiase. But,
1: so this was that is exactly right. This was where's the date on this one? This was like December of 1987. Right. This was December of 87. And then fast forward to Saturday night's main event, mm-hmm. which was February of 88. Okay. Where Hogan and Andre had that rematch that you're talking about, the double referees, DiBiase bought them out, and then obviously it led to, you know, Jack Tunney saying that uh, that was illegal and the title goes up for grabs. Jack and Tunney. Oh. President Jack Tunney. <laughs> I of Jack Tunney. <laughs> Oh, come on. That was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> president, Jack. I couldn't name you the, you know, the, the president of the United States of America, but I can tell you Jack Tunney was running the WWF back in
11: 1988.
1: <laughs> oh, <those are> <laughs> oh, man. Those are the glory days. Uh, how are you feeling tonight about the Rangers, Marco? What do you think?
11: Uh, you know, I, f- I told you before game five, remember? I said I was like, yeah. I don't feel good about this. I got a feeling they're going to lose tonight, but they'll win game six, they'll win game seven. I'm going to hold with that. I don't feel great. I don't feel great. I got to be honest. I don't feel great because I didn't like the way they played. They did not play the way I expected them to play in game five. However, I still feel like they're going to get their legs underneath them. It's just going to take one. They've had a lot of chances. They haven't been able to bury one. Get some traffic in front of Schmid. Get the Devils behind. Get them on their heels just a half a beat. I think the Rangers find a way in an ugly game in game six, and then they'll they'll be the Rangers that we were used to in Game 7.
1: Yeah, I would love – I just want to see the Game 7. I feel like just to get, like you said, get their legs under them a little bit here, stabilize this series, get a win in front of their home crowd, push it to Game 7, and really anything could happen. And how are you feeling about the Knicks' heat, bringing back old feels? Uh, A little bit, yeah. It's going to be weird seeing it. Sunday at 1 o'clock, it's a little early, a little early
11: for for a playoff game, but just to see those two teams in those uniforms, I mean, if I'm – I gotta look back. I mean, obviously it's got to be right because the Knicks were never in the playoffs. The Allen Houston runner—that's the last time they t- the two of them hooked up in the playoffs, right?
1: Well, I thought I thought the same thing, but they did. Remember they played oh, the Oh, forget Stop the Lebron Heat. Year.
11: I don't count that. Not enough. No. Yeah, the, me, me neither. Yeah. When they got when they got beat in five and they dropped the balloons when they were down three nothing and they won a game at the Garden, Amari. they dropped the balloons.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amari punched the, uh, the fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really. I,
11: I never. I don't know about you. I didn't consider that the heat. That wasn't the Pat Riley heat. Agreed. That was LeBron James. It was different. It, it was totally the different way, in my mind.
1: I mentioned it to start the show. For you, I know it's a must read. Mike Vaccaro's article in the Post talks about how Pat Riley uh, ended up leaving. And what if he. Basically, it was a what if Riley would have stayed in New York at the. With the Knicks these last 28 years. How different things could have been at the Garden.
11: I didn't see that. Now you're going to make me look at that up in about five minutes from now.
1: Yeah, go to his Twitter. Vaccaro's got it on his Twitter, and he's a tremendous writer.
11: That's uh...
1: exactly. But it was, it was still painful, even though 28 years later, I remember it. Oh, my God, that still broke my heart. Pat Riley was like a father figure to me watching him with the Knicks all those years. I loved Pat Riley.
11: Yeah, you know what? I have like a sour taste from that whole thing. Like as much as I loved Riley, that's why Jeff Van Gundy has always been the guy that's been my guy. Because I always felt like Riley, it was almost like it was too good to be true. Like he walked in, he brought you right to the doorstep and then he kicked you in the face on the way out the door it just it was heartbreaking that i never really got over it completely it's like a bad breakup and i still see him around and i still see you know the one that should have been i should have been married to right. and she's still hot <laughs> and i still want her and i still can't have her like pat riley still makes me angry when i see it
1: I, uh, I cannot relate to anything that you're speaking of, Marco. I don't know what you're talking about. But, yes, I love <laughs> – I do not search any ex's uh, social media pages, and I never have and never will. Uh, thank you uh, for that. No, but I-, I love Van Gundy too, of course. Anyways, like the underdog, the disciple of Riley. I love Van Gundy more, don't get me wrong, but at the time I was heartbroken. Bottom line, check that column out from Vaccaro. You won't be disappointed. I can't get enough of the Knicks heat nostalgia ahead of this series starting on Sunday at 1 o'clock.